Well, Road Safety at Work is a WorkSafe BC funded program aimed at uh, reducing injuries and deaths among people who have to drive for work or people who work at the roadside. And we uh, work in conjunction with two different alliances that are, um, that are comprised of a number of both public sector and private sector uh, organizations. And um, uh, they oversee the two main campaigns, which is the Shift into Winter campaign, which we're not going to talk about today, <laughs> and the Cone Zone campaign, which is all about trying to keep workers safe at the roadside. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And now you, you talk about that Cone Zone campaign, keeping workers safe, um, uh, working uh, like near roads and stuff like that. And that is so important here, especially here in Kitimat with the bridge project going on with um, the different flaggers for when they're moving the large equipment and stuff like that. So tell me a little bit more, more about that program. Sure. It, and I think it's important to point out that, yes, there are the obvious uh, roadside construction sites, such as the one that you just mentioned, and a lot of highway construction sites, but there are an awful lot of people who work at the roadside that we may not think of as roadside workers. Uh, your utility workers, municipal workers, um, moving companies, um, uh, first responders, uh, tow truck operators, the list goes on and on of people who may be at one time or another required to work at the roadside. So not only are we talking about those who are uh, that you, you really do see uh, out on the roadside in their personal protective equipment, but also the ones that we may not think about so much, uh, they're just as vulnerable and, uh, and deserving of, of our respect and protection as, uh, as anyone. Yeah, you know, like, um, for example, you know, you'll see like a cop with um, pulled over on the side of the road, they always kind of pull out a little bit more to help um, protect themselves and protect uh, the people that they're, they're talking to. And you know, you, you see those videos on YouTube of the tow truck drivers who, you know, they're, they're trying to help somebody who's stranded, but then you see the people just kind of speeding by and not really paying attention to, um, to their surroundings and to those people on the side of the road. So that's a really good point to bring up that, you know, it's not just the construction workers, it's not just those flaggers, there's lots of other um, people who do need to be protected along the side of the road. And you raise a really good point about first responders because there are a lot of uh, situations at the roadside where you know in advance that you're going to be working at the roadside. So take utility workers or municipal workers in a, as an example. So they have an opportunity to do a risk assessment ahead of time and to set up that work zone so that they can um, provide as much protection as possible for their, for their workers who are going to be at the roadside. But first responders don't have that luxury. So really what is so important is when you see those flashing lights as a driver, 
Uh, if you see a, f a fire vehicle or a, um, uh, an ambulance or a police or, or a tow truck operator uh, with flashing lights, and it can be any kind of flashing lights, uh, red and blue or amber, uh, there is a law in place in British Columbia that requires you to slow down. So for example, if you're traveling in a, on a roadway where the speed limit is less than 80 kilometers an hour, you have to slow down to 40 kilometers an hour and if you're traveling on a multi-lane roadway, you need to, if it's safe to do so, you need to move over into that left lane to give them some room to work. If you're traveling on a roadway where the speed limit is 80 kilometers an hour or higher, you have to slow to 70 kilometers an hour and similarly pull over or move over into that left lane if it's safe to do so. And that gives them extra protection. And if you don't do that, you are subject to, uh, uh, to breaking the law and receiving a fine. And you do see those signs um, along the highway and stuff like that that's, that tells you to move over for emergency uh, vehicles. So it's good to see that signage in place because, you know, it, it is scary being on the side of the road and having cars whizzing by you. So especially when you have a different job that you need to be doing that um, you need to be concentrating on, you shouldn't have to. Um, be worried about that traffic coming to to hit you. So tell me, what are the some of the um, objectives of the program? Well, it really is to reduce injuries and deaths among people who work at the roadside. If we look back over the last 10 years in British Columbia, nine roadside workers have been killed and 239 people have been injured seriously enough to have to miss time from work. Uh, so that's 248 people in, in total who have uh, either had to spend time at work, work recovering or off work recovering from uh, being hit by a vehicle or unfortunately nine people who uh, didn't get to go home at the end of their shift. And, uh, and so really it is our objective um, to not only educate the, the driving public but also to educate employers and uh, supervisors and workers themselves about their responsibilities, their respective responsibilities, and everything that they can and need to do to keep workers safe at the roadside. So now, obviously, sometimes that isn't the top of people's mind when they're when they're you know pulling over to the side of the road to to do work. Um, what are some resources that um, people can access to kind of help them keep these kinds of things at the top of their mind? Well, just as you say, there, there, there may be a number of situations where somebody has to pull over at the roadside. So, for example, a truck driver may have to pull over to the side of the road to secure their load or to check the load after a load shift. Um, at that point, um, he or she becomes a roadside worker. They don't have the luxury of being able to do that risk assessment in advance, so they have to do one on the spot and determine the safety of, uh, of what they're doing. They have to make sure that they're using the property, proper um, personal protective equipment, that they're following all necessary, necessary safety precautions uh, to do that work. Um, there are obviously a lot of situations where it's known in advance where they're going to be, those roadside work zones. Uh, and those are situations where the employer has a responsibility to identify what some of the risks are and to take a number of steps to reduce the risk to the workers. Workers themselves have a responsibility to identify unsafe situations and report those unsafe situations to their supervisor. So really roadside safety 
is a shared responsibility amongst a, a number of parties. Now, you brought up the point of, you know, like maybe a truck driver, you know, pulls over, like they're normally not necessarily a roadside worker, but, you know, maybe um, somebody in a passenger vehicle needs to pull over for, uh, you know, like a, a flat tire or something. What are some of the things that that person can do to keep uh, safety kind of in top priority? What, what kind of um, actions can they take to help keep themselves as well as the other road users safe? Well, those those people are, you know, people who are, are driving personal vehicles and may have to pull over the side of the road because they have a, a mechanical problem or a flat tire. That doesn't really fall within our jurisdiction, but there's obviously a number of things that they can do um, to assess the situation and keep themselves safe. And uh, one of the, the best things that they might be able to do is if they are in cell phone range is to call a tow truck or to call emergency roadside providers um, to come and help them out. Uh, but certainly if uh, they're going to take matters into their own hands, there's a number of things that they can and should do. And that's one of the reasons why at Road Safety at Work, we um, uh, strongly suggest that people carry an emergency kit that will uh, have things uh, that will help you to keep yourself safe at the roadside in those sort of situations. Now, is there any kind of, so with um, with the injuries that you guys see reported, is there any kind of certain type of area that this is happening in? Like, is it happening more on highways, more on, on municipal streets? Is it happening kind of in certain um, areas, like maybe where visibility is lower or maybe, um, you know, conditions are kind of, not favorable to somebody being on the side of the road? I wouldn't say that there is any particular area where we see more deaths and injuries uh, among roadside workers, um, but I think you can probably say that where you see higher traffic volumes, uh, so perhaps in urban areas uh, where you're getting, where you have to, have to deal with much higher traffic volumes than you do in rural areas, uh, that's going to be an area of particular concern and potentially higher risks. So that's one of the reasons why the Cone Zone campaign, uh, why we focus some of the advertising that we do specifically in the Lower Mainland where traffic volumes are much higher, um, but we do messaging all around the province because obviously everyone deserves that protection and we want to get the messaging out to employers, to workers and to drivers about their shared responsibility. Excellent. So now if um, an employer wants to find out more information on what they can do or, you know, if anybody is looking for more information, how can they get that information? Yeah, two places that they can go. Um, it's really the same website with uh, with two different uh, URLs. Uh, ConeZoneBC.com. Uh, that will take you directly to the Cone Zone site where there's a lot of great information uh, for employers, for supervisors, for workers, and for drivers themselves. But there's things on there that will help you uh, with risk assessments. There are things on there that will help you um, uh, determine as a worker all the things that you need to be aware of and your responsibilities on that site. And there's material on there as well to help drivers understand what their responsibilities are when they're going through a, a construction zone or a roadside work zone of any kind. Um, the larger site is roadsafetyatwork.ca and uh, that uh, really encompasses all the things that we do at Road Safety at Work and provides a number of resources to employers not only to keep roadside workers safe but to keep their employees who have to drive for work safe as well. So lots of great resources at uh, both of those, uh, those uh, sites 
and uh, we would encourage everybody, employers, workers themselves, drivers, to take a look and uh, see what might help them to uh, keep themselves and to keep roadside workers safe. Well, Trace, I definitely appreciate you coming on today to talk to me about this important matter, um, especially because, you know, we have people from all over the world and country um, in Kitimat here, and um, we do see a lot of those roadside workers here in Kitimat. So such an important topic and such an important campaign. Uh, Thank you again for, for coming on. It's my pleasure, and we really appreciate having the opportunity to uh, to get the messages out uh, so that uh, we can all get home safely at the end of our shifts. 